breathing in air the fake ain't phony they're just seeing impaired because you believe what you see or believe what ain't there the real world is twisted and to me it ain't fair because greedy people seem welcome to the voices in my head the intro and outro music is west and coast by the high council you can check them out on soundcloud Welcome back. If you've been enjoying my podcast YouTube channel, please hit that like and subscribe button. It would really help me out. Came across this interesting article. I like to peruse alternate news sources. And when you do that, you come across crazy stuff. You come across racist stuff. You come across misinformation, stuff that clearly is lying. I mean, that anybody reading it can see that. Then you come across other stuff that kind of makes sense. And that's where I'm at today. I came across this website called The Economic Collapse. I think I did an episode from this a while back. This is dated July 30th, 2023, and the headline is 10 signs that the mainstream media is not telling you the truth about the economy. Now, obviously, it's going to be very negative about the economy or the end of the world. Obviously, by the headline of it, the economic collapse, they're going to see everything as the sky is falling. However, when I was going through this, it seemed like they had some really good points. So let's get into the article. If you believe the corporate media, the U.S. economy is doing absolutely great as we start to roll through the second half of 2023. Even though inflation is out of control, the commercial real estate market is in a free for all, corporate bankruptcies are surging, and large businesses all over America are conducting mass layoffs. And we are being told that everything is just peachy. For example, the following comes from a recent NPR article entitled, What Recession? It's a Summer of Splurging Profits and Girl Power. And he's quoting from it, the numbers are in and things are look surprisingly rosy for the U.S. economy. Federal Reserve is still cautious, but big brands, including Coca-Cola, Hilton, and Visa, are seeing praises to shoppers seeming undeterred by companies raising prices. What's more, Taylor Swift, Beyonce, and Barbie are enticing people to part with their money, bolstering local businesses. So they're saying everything's great, even though prices are going up and people are too stupid to see that. I'm not buying it. And back to this is the article, not the quote from NPR. Yes, girl power is supposedly saving the U.S. economy. Doesn't that sound wonderful? Unfortunately, it just isn't true. Here are 10 signs that the mainstream media is not telling you the truth about the economy. Number one, when the economy is doing well, there's a tremendous demand for trucking. But when the economy is tanking, trucking companies often get into serious trouble. So it is very bad sign that, quote, one of the country's oldest and largest trucking business is literally on the brink of collapse. And it's quoting an article from the Daily Mail. Yellow, one of the country's oldest and largest trucking businesses, is preparing to file for bankruptcy and may collapse within days, leaving some 30,000 workers without jobs. The nearly 100-year-old company is known for its competitive pricing and has had more than 12,000 trucks shipping freight across the U.S. for brands including Walmart and Home Depot. According to the Wall Street Journal, the company is preparing to file for bankruptcy and is in the process of selling off other parts of the business. And there's a our YouTube of a driver having a fit that he's worked there 20 or 30 years and he just realized he doesn't have a pension. And it's sad. Yes, trucking is the backbone of our economy. If the economy is booming, truckers are doing well. And when truck companies are faltering, the economy is not doing well. Number two, you can add Anheuser-Busch to the rapidly growing list of large companies that are conducting mass layoffs. And this is quoting from an NBC News article. Anheuser-Busch, the parent company of Bud Light, announced it will lay off 350 employees, many of them in corporate positions as it seeks to recover from the fallout over a campaign involving a trans influencer. Yes, that is huge. I mean, the distributors have been hurting. And then I saw an article, I think it 
was today or yesterday where the top people at Anheuser-Busch are admitting that they may never recover from this, that what we're seeing now may be permanent for Anheuser-Busch. Number three, the large number of corporate debt defaults so far this year has already exceeded the grand total for the entire year of 2022. So we've already maxed out 2022 and we still got five more months to go in the year. And this is coming from a Zero Hedge article. The total amount of corporate debt defaults in the United States this year has already exceeded the amount seen in 2022. Experts have been warning of a wave of defaults to hit the economy for some time due to high borrowing rates. At least 55 American-based companies defaulted on their loans in the first half of 2023, according to the data from Moody's Investor Services. This is a 53% increase from the total number of defaults last year when just 36 companies said they would fail to repay their debt obligation to lenders. And I see a big part of this is the interest rates going up. Most of these people were borrowing from a line of credit and as interest rates have gone up from 2 3% to 6 7 8%, their cost is going up. Number four, the cost of living continues to soar. CNBC is reporting that vehicle repair costs have risen nearly 20% over the past 12 months. And not only is it cost, it is supply chains. I personally experienced this. It was over a, year, a little bit over a year ago. My wife had a minor fender bender. She hit a tree stump, damaged the very front part of the car, and it was drivable. The lights were the only thing is the collision sensor was damaged, so that was going off. We took it into a body repair shop. They could get every part except two, and there were minor parts, but he could not put the car back together without those. And he had to take the front whole front part assembly apart in order to assess the complete damage, and pieces break as they pull off, and he could not put the car back together because one piece actually held the radiator, and he was unable to get those. And I actually had to call the dealership and work with them to expedite those two parts. I was actually calling dealerships from all over the country trying to find these two parts. The few that had it refused to give them up because they were hard to find. And she literally had to wait six months to get those two parts. Now, once he got it, it was like within two or three days, get everything painted. We were good to go. But she was without her vehicle for six months. The cost of these things are going up. The cost of repairs are going up because parts are harder to get. Number five, more than three quarters of a million households in the state of California are behind on their rent, and now it appears to be a tsunami of mass evictions. Now, this has more to do with California's ban on evictions that just ran out than I think the economy, but at the same time, it, it's going to impact the economy of California as people get kicked out and as landlords are struggling because they're struggling to pay their mortgage payments because renters are not paying their rent. And they normally took their rent to pay their mortgage payments. So that's the consequences of the California decision. And this is another article from Zero Hedge where they quote, more than 768,000 households are behind on their rent in Golden State, with debts totaling more than 5 billion, putting approximately 721,000 children at risk of eviction, according to the National Equity Atlas, a collaborative data and analytics tool founded by Oakland-based PolicyLink and the University of Southern California. California Equity Research Institute. Residents in the city of Los Angeles are facing a deadline of August 1st to repay all rental debt accrued between March 2020 and September 2021, with that from October 2021 to January 2023 by February of 2024. So yes, it was their policies that led to this problem. Let's go to number six. Electric vehicles were supposed to be the wave of the future, but Ford is going to lose $4.5 billion on electric vehicles this year. Yes, less and less people are buying 
electric vehicles. First of all, they're very expensive. And I was also reading that insurance companies will charge two to three times more for coverage for electric vehicles, because if that battery dies, the vehicle is totaled or any type of wreck to that vehicle could easily damage that battery. So your odds of totaling the vehicle is a lot higher with a Tesla or some EV than a combustion engine. And here's a quote from Fox Business. Ford Motor Company announced it is projected to lose a whopping $4.5 billion from electric vehicles this year, up from the previous projected loss of $3 billion. The company released its second quarter financial results on Thursday. The U.S.-based automaker's EV division called Ford Model E has lost $1.8 billion so far this year, according to Fortune. Number seven, a yield curve inversion normally means that a recession is coming, and right now the yield curve is one is the most inverted that it's been in more than 40 years. And here as a quote, how big is big when it comes to the latest inversion? To measure the magnitude of inversions, a time series of gap between the yields on a long term and short term is calculated. The most commonly used measure of this gap is between the 10-year treasury and the three-month treasury. If we graph this difference between a 10 and three month, we can see that we are now experiencing the largest inversion in more than 40 years. So a basically what you should see is a, a three-month treasury should have a higher interest rate than the 10-year. The long term should always have a lower interest rate. That's why when you buy a mortgage, you should be getting a better interest rate than let's say if you're buying a car or your credit card, which is short term. The inversion means that you're seeing the three-month treasury cheaper than the 10-year because of the volatility. They're so unsure about what's going on down the future. Number eight, just like we saw in 2008, home foreclosures are starting to surge. Home foreclosures have shot up for the second year in a row as concerns grow that owners are sitting on a negative equity time bomb. Figures from data firm Adam show that around 186,000 foreclosures have been filed in the first six months of the year. The trend is being driven by an uncertain housing market and soaring mortgage rates. I've seen opposing data on foreclosures. One was that we're seeing less foreclosures because people have equity in their home and they can easily sell it and walk away with some money. Usually you have foreclosures when you're upside down that your mortgage is 350,000 but the house is only worth 300,000. With the housing market and prices still rising, there's less people upside down than what we normally see. So I am seeing some a a disconnect on this one and I'm sure Adam is not lying when they say that they've seen 186 thousand but how does that compare to the first six months of last year so that one I'm, I'm not quite sure about but every all the other ones I, I agree with number nine I repeatedly warn my readers that we are in the early stages of the worst commercial real estate crisis in US history now one expert is comparing it to a category five hurricane this is from zero hedge Starwood Capital Group's Barry Steinlich recently told Bloomberg's David Rubenstein about the ongoing crisis in the commercial real estate sector equating it to a severe Category 5 hurricane. He cautioned, it's sort of a blackout hovering over the entire industry until we get some relief or some understanding of what the Fed's going to do the long term. Currently, the biggest problem in the CRE space is sliding office and retail demand in the downtown areas. Couple that with high interest rates and there's a disaster lurking for building owners. This, I agree with. First of all, office space is dropping or the need for office space is dropping because more people are working from home. I've seen a lot of real estate offices 
offices closed because people are working from home. They don't need to have an office to have a client come in. Either they go out to the client's house or they meet at the house that is that the client's looking at buying. And I've seen a lot of real estate agents actually have little printers. They can sit in their car and print up a contract, have the person sign it right then and there. I mean, it's easy peasy. They don't need to go back to an office and sit down and do the actual work. And when you have the people doing the closing or the the mortgage people, they're working from home too. So you do not need office spaces as much. Then the retail demand, Amazon's killing that. I mean, I do so much of my shopping online now. Very rarely do I actually go into a store and, and buy something. I bought a new mattress. I bought it completely online. I didn't try it out. I just looked at the return policy. It had a one year, 365 day, no questions asked return policy. All they ask is you keep it for at least one month before you return it. And I have up to 365 days to return it if I don't like it. And it's those type of things that are going to put out the mattress stores that people don't have to actually go in and lay down on the bed. I get to have it at home and I get to sleep on it for a month and decide, do I like it? If not, I return it. And actually this company, what they do is they're going to tell me where they're going to donate it and they have someone come out and get it and they take it to a Goodwill or some donation place and I get my money back or they can give me a new product. Number 10, according to Challenger, Gray and Christmas, the number of announced job cuts in the United States during the first half of the year was 244% higher than the number of announced cuts during the first half of last year. So yes, companies are cutting workforce. And this is from the Challenger, Gray and Christmas website, quote, employers have announced 458,209 cuts so far this year, a 244% increase from the 133,211 cuts announced through June of 2022. It's the highest first half total since 2020 when 1,585,047 cuts were recorded. With the exception of 2020, it's the highest January to June total since 2009 when 896,675 jobs were cut. This is back to the actual article. Considering all the facts that I just shared with you, how in the world can anyone possibly claim that the U.S. economy is heading in the right direction? Just doesn't make sense. Of course, those that work for the mainstream media can write anything they want, but that doesn't mean that we have to believe them. We live in a time of great deception. It's only going to get worse. I agree. The economy is not doing well, no matter what they say. And basically, if you really listen to what the people on the news media says or what's coming out of this administration is they're comparing prices to today with prices six months a year ago. So they're saying when gas was $3.50 a gallon, now you're seeing it say $3.25. They're like, oh, we brought gas down 25 cents. See how great we are. And it's like, well, when this administration took over, gas was sub $2. So you can't look at just the last six, nine months or either a year. You have to look at when did this administration take over? What was the price of eggs at the beginning of their term? What is it now? What was the price of gas two and a half years ago? What is it now? What is the price of eggs? You know, that's what you have to do. You just can't do a microcosm of the past six months. But yes, because you're going to have ups and downs and prices may have come down a little bit over the past six months. At the same time, two and a half years, it's a lot higher. This is why I like alternative medias because they will put things into perspective or they bring a different perspective than what the mainstream media portrays. And all mainstream media is propaganda. It doesn't matter. It's CNN, MSN, 
MSNBC, Fox, One America News, Newsmax. To me, they're all propaganda. That's the reason I like to go to alternative media. Now, you have to wade through the crap. You have to put on your waders and you're going to be stepping in some horse manure. And a lot of times, if you really pay attention to what they say or focus on the emotional language, you can see where they're coming from. And you can, at times, pretty much clearly see the racism or a political bias that they have in there. Either they're hardcore Democrats or hardcore Republicans. You can wade through that. But I look for these type of articles that backs what they're saying with facts and then says, hey, maybe things aren't what we're being told. At least that's my opinion. Thanks for listening. I could run the whole block just from walking the line. Pocket is prime. These are the thoughts of my mind. And I'm a straight rider, never stopping the sign. And I'm only slowing down if I'm stopping the sign. Six figures on the check before I'm jotting the line. It goes one for the money, two for the clothes, three for the honeys, and a four for the flows. Five O's and six.